Good morning. If you've just started attending in the last three weeks, I'm Randy Lanthrop, pastor of Church in the Valley. I've been gone. I've been on vacation. We went back to Norman, Oklahoma. My daughter just graduated from University of Oklahoma, and we're, we're thrilled for that. She did very well. Uh, we made, made us all proud in the right way, Lord willing. And uh, so we celebrated that. Then we went, spent a couple of days with my brother in Edmond, Oklahoma. The highlight of uh, our sightseeing in that area was we went to a place called Pops, which is a, a restaurant and a gas station, very modern looking. has over 600 bottles of pop, different kinds of soda pop. And uh, we enjoyed the, I enjoyed the Dublin Dr. Pepper. That stuff's good. It's the original formulation with sugar, cane sugar, pure cane sugar. It's good stuff. Um, anyway, can't drink too much of it or you'd grow, keep growing. Um, had a good time in Edmond with my brother. Uh, went back then to Fort Worth for our grandson's first birthday. That was a blast to be there. Uh, in Fort Worth for his birthday. We celebrated that, and then we took a trip to Nashville. So we've been Midwest, South, in that part of the country. Enjoy that. My sister lives in Nashville, so I've covered all the siblings, so my brother and sister, and we, we connected. And it's really good to be home. Uh, nothing like home. CIV is definitely, Church of the Valley is definitely home. We're launching a series today that I, I think it's a lot of fun, um, what we do is we look at the themes of the movies, and then we look at what Scripture says about those themes and match them up, compare and contrast. And so we're going to be doing that over the next several weeks. Uh, next week, we're looking at Snow White and the Huntsman. It just came out this weekend. I'm going to try to catch it, I think, just to get that. But I'm not going to look at all the movies. I want to make sure you know we're not endorsing the movies by doing this, because some of them... I'm not quite sure it'd be helpful to watch those movies. There's a couple particularly that are coming up. You're adults. You can make up your own mind. But what we're doing is we're looking at the themes and matching things up. Uh, today is a backdrop message, and we're doing something a little different. Alex and I are sharing the message. In baseball, it's baseball season. Baseball, the number three hitter, most important hitter in the lineup. Alex is taking that slot in the message. I'm introducing it. He's going to do the meat of how we uh, evaluate uh, movies and art and some different things that will help us evaluate ideas particularly and how to filter those in the best way. And so he's going to be coming up in a little bit. But I'm, I'm starting by just talking about why we can appreciate art and movies as art and then the need to evaluate the ideas, how important that is. Movies are an art form. When I was in college, I took art appreciation. As I, as I looked at the, the class schedules and the course, courses I needed to take in order to graduate, I determined that I didn't want to try to draw anything myself. I'm challenged to, with stick figures. I, I didn't really want to do that. I, di I didn't want to sing, for sure. I knew that wasn't a good option. So you could take music appreciation or art appreciation. I opted for art appreciation. Didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Looked at a lot of paintings and tried to appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I, really, I really wish I would have appreciated it more at the time. 
because as I've grown, I realize we should all appreciate art. I mean, it's something we should we should get into. In fact, art is something that the art that we create is something about man that God put in us. We're made in his image. We're, we're made to reflect who he is. There's a part of us that's that way. God is the creator. He's the one who made us. And he gave us the ability to create out of the things that he's made. And so as we do that, we reflect him. Now it can go wrong. Our art can go wrong. Uh, because we're fallen, Scripture says, since we chose to rebel uh, against God. We're in a fallen state. We're bearing the consequences of that. But there's, there's something uh, about art and its beauty that, that shows God's image in us. And it reflects him. Um, and so Francis Schaeffer, we're going to look at four ways, general ways that he gave us for evaluating art. And he, he wrote a book called Art and the Bible, Art and the Bible. And he gave us some, four, some ways to evaluate art. But he says that when we create art, it, it reflects, it's the mannishness, I can't even say this, I tried, I messed up in the first service too, the mannishness of man. And what he means is it's, it's a part of being human to have this ability to create something that's beautiful, that inspires us. That's a part of who God made us to be. So it's, we can enjoy art, but it's important to learn to evaluate it in the right way. And I want to give you four ways, four key ways to evaluate art from Francis Schaeffer. The first one is technique. <clears throat> For instance, is the lighting proper? Did they, you know, is the, how's the shading in a painting? And I don't want to go too far on this. I'm going to reveal that I'm not, you know, not that much. But um, the band, for instance, our band, they, they work during the week. They, they have a rehearsal. They work on technique. They work on doing things well. Excellence honors God. It's important. It's a part of what God wants us to do. And so they work on that, and their rehearsal glorifies God just as much as what we do here on Sunday morning as they work on technique. And we're evaluating, part of, as we watch uh, movies and as we get into art of any kind, we're evaluating technique. Second is arrangement and composition. Is the art put together well? How, how does it flow? Do, th do things fit and flow? Now, this may shock you. I'm not a Lady Gaga fan. <laughs> that might shock you. But I do get, I get what she's trying to do in her performances. Because what she's doing is she's, she's taking, she's taking a, a musical performance and using it as an opportunity to do performance art. And there's a message that she's trying to communicate. And that's the third thing we use to, to evaluate art is, is it driving home the message? How well does it drive home the message? Does the vehicle used match the kind of message? Lady Gaga is very good at that. The vehicle she's using, everything she does on the stage is communicating a message. And uh, she matches the vehicle that she uses well to the message she's trying to communicate. Those are, are three uh, ways that we evaluate art that everyone uses. And Francis Schaeffer, in his book, goes on to say, if you're following Christ, if you're a follower of his, you need to add one more. And the one you add is the fourth. 
is the message true? Because it's easy to get caught up in art. It's beautiful. It draws us. It inspires us. It motivates us. As a follower of Christ, we need to be asking, is the message that's being communicated through this art form the truth? It's being driven, but is it true? And we can appreciate art for art, but we can't stop short there. It's dangerous to do so. Um, Art is a legitimate part of being human, but we always want to keep asking, is the message that's being portrayed actually true? Is it really real? Art inspires us, it motivates us, it gets us moving, uh, but we've got to guard against being motivated and inspired to do the wrong things or in the wrong way. Because what happens is an idea or a notion or a thought, it gets lodged in us, the seed gets planted in us, and then over time, depending on how deep the planting is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blossom into a flower or grow into a weed that affects the way that we live. So we guard against the things that get lodged in our heart being the wrong things, wrong thinking, wrong ideas that are going to take us in the, in the wrong direction. So we need to ask, how does this message, the message of uh, movies, the art form of movies that we're talking about, how does it square with reality? Since what you believe leads you to make choices and take actions that reflect your beliefs, we guard against the wrong things lodging in us. If it's not really true, you can hurt yourself. And sometimes movies inspire us to do what hurts. Other art forms can as well. But a movie can inspire us toward things like adultery. Many, many movies motivate you to start rooting for the, leave the jerk, leave that person, don't, you know, what in the world, why are you staying in that marriage? And, you know, in, in the time frame allowed, um, it's hard to know everything that's going on in the, in the circumstance. But you're rooting for adultery. This person comes along that's much more attractive and kind and everything, and just go with them. The reality is adultery can ruin you. The person you hook up with in adultery holds your future in their hands in many ways. And so that's, that's what we're talking about as we want to measure the message of the movies against uh, the truth of Scripture. That's what we're going to be doing. Uh, the movie makers are the storytellers of our day. The stories of a culture carry its values. Many of our values show up on the screen, the cultural values that we have. Jesus was a master storyteller. I, I would, would it be amazing? I wonder if he would use movies today instead of parables. You know, I don't know. I doubt it. But he, he was such a great storyteller. But imagine how powerful a movie could be that he put together. He writes it. He produces it. Whoa, it would make some impact. That'd be awesome. Well, he, he didn't have film, so he didn't use film. He used parables or stories to communicate important truths. Somebody would ask him a question, theological question, or a question about life, what God wants us to do and how he wants us to live, and he would answer it with a story that contained, it was wrapped in, in uh, everyday things that we experience, but the core of it was this eternal truth that sort of shaped your perspective and allowed you to 
move or encourage you to move in the right direction in action. He was great at that. In fact, Jesus' disciples asked him one time why he tells stories so much, and this is what he said. He says, whenever someone has a heart ready for this, Matthew 13, the insights and the understandings flow freely. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. So he's telling, he's telling his stories to draw the right things out of the person's heart or to draw the heart out so he can see what their heart is. In 13, he says, that's why I tell stories, to create readiness, to nudge people toward receptive insight. Now, this is a paraphrase. You go into a translation, it's not going to say this. 12 is closer to the translation in this paraphrase. 13 is not. 13 is more of an application of what you find in the original language that Jesus used, but it's still valid. He told these stories in a way that would just move our heart toward the right things in a certain direction, toward gaining the right perspective. If we're following Jesus, we need to make sure that that any story we're listening to or soaking in is nudging us in the direction that he wants us to go. And so that's why we're doing the Box Office Wisdom message series. A few years ago, I've mentioned this before, but a few years ago I was at a rock concert. It's a Saturday night. And uh, I remember it was, it was Saturday night. I was speaking in church the next morning, and it was a band I really loved in high school. These guys are good. They're, they're really good. And I was just trying not to get a secondhand high so that I could be presentable on Sunday morning. That was one of my goals. Second goal is I was sort of detached from, I was sort of detached from the performance that was going on through the first half. But the second half got to me. It started drawing me into the concert. And, and I started wanting to sing the songs. And I, I started singing a song. And I, I said, hey, wait a second. You can't say that. The Holy Spirit probably brought it to mind and said, yeah, you can't say that. You don't believe that. That's not right. That's completely wrong. And so for the rest of the, the concert, I enjoyed the concert based on the first three ways of evaluating art. <laughs> but the last way, I couldn't appreciate the message. But, you know, it's valid to enjoy the abilities. You know, the, the drummer's a preacher's kid. Okay, so I could enjoy that he... I don't know. I don't know how that ties in. I said that the first service, too, and I apologize because it has nothing to do with anything. But you can enjoy music, art, whatever it is, but you have to guard against letting it suck you into a message that's going to ruin you that's not true. I, I don't personally want to affirm things in my thinking, with my mouth, with my words that don't line up with reality. And so we're going to look at why we need to do that, how we need to do that. Movies, definitely, a good movie will draw you in and take your heart in a direction. It's designed to do that. And we need to guard ourselves. We need to watch it. So this summer we're going to identify the major themes of each movie that we're looking at and studying what the Bible says about it, looking at what the Bible says about that theme. Um, we're not studying the movies in, in themselves, so, you know, don't tell people, hey, we're doing movies in church. It's awesome. We're going to talk about movies. Well, we are, sort of. We're going to talk about the themes of the movies and how these recurring themes reflect things that we're dealing with. So we're not endorsing the movies. 
uh, I wouldn't recommend going to see all of them for sure. Uh, but the idea that we're looking at is movies can reflect a general understanding of, of God and his wisdom, and we're evaluating how well the different movies do that. Uh, the best movies do reflect uh, who God has made us to be. The Bible makes it clear that God's revealed himself to us in a general way, and he has a purpose in doing this. Romans 1 says, the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes, and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. Eternal power, for instance, and the mystery of his divine being. So nobody has a good excuse. So whether we know the Bible or not, uh, and whether or not we follow Jesus, there's a certain amount of information we can gain just by living in this world. We can learn it about God. God's purpose in revealing himself in this general way, is to draw us into a search where we search him out and try to find him so that we can develop a personal relationship with him. The Bible says we do that through Jesus Christ. We develop a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And uh, so as we look at these themes of the movies, we, we want to enjoy and appreciate our culture without getting caught up in it. And so that's, that's our goal. Uh, as we develop a relationship with Christ, we can grow in our understanding of him so that we learn to make choices that honor him and glorify him. When we do that, life is good. So we're going to use the movies as an opportunity to exercise our ability to evaluate. If you follow Christ, it's important to measure the ideas in the movies against the scripture. Box office wisdom must match God's word to be real. And as I said, Alex is going to come and he's going to lead us through the next portion of our message, and give us some, some helpful ideas and ways to evaluate and measure whether or not the movie matches God's word. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Randy. <clears throat> All that he said is, is the background for uh, really the value that art has. Uh, but there's a key question that, that we all have to ask, and that's how do we decipher the message of a movie? And that may be counterintuitive because to me, you watch movies and you watch TV shows and you listen to music as like your veg time. You guys have that category like you just you get home from work and you just want to go veg. And usually that means you turn on the TV and you just, this is amazing. I don't have to think. I can watch reality TV, which is nothing like reality, but it's entertaining. And there's a part where we, we want to have a category of our life where we can shut our minds off and be entertained. And we pay $15, if you buy popcorn, it's like 35 for this entertainment of not thinking. But what we find is, as you dig into the scriptures, there's never a time in your life where you can shut off your brain and just allow things to flow in without a filter. And so we're going to talk about the filter. In fact, the scriptures say we need to filter the ideas that we collect through the truths uh, in the Bible. So that the, any ideas, not just in movies, but any ideas that we have, we collect over the course of our life, we need to filter them through what is the truth of the scriptures. Romans 12 says this, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you 
develops well-formed maturity in you. So that's what the filter is. It's realizing that our mind always has to be active, asking the questions, is, is what I'm experiencing and what I'm seeing and the message of this movie, is it actually true? Does it line up with what the scriptures say, like Randy said, is reality? But what you realize is in life, you get ideas from many different things. And a lot of times the ideas that we actually think are true, we may not even know we think they're true. They've, they've come to us over time. And there's different ideas. Uh, we have ideas that are actual thoughts that we have. And this is things that we have through reflecting and reasoning, reasoning and meditation, things that we think strongly about, we've thought of over time. Uh, or we have concepts. Concepts are ideas that we're considering instances. We're seeing patterns. We're making connections, and we're thinking and chewing on things as we experience them. When we watch movies, though, we get different ideas. And these aren't thoughts or concepts a lot. They're, they're usually notions. Uh, these usually don't come by a lot of analysis. They're usually an emotional response that we experience, something that as we are engaging with the media form that we're, we're experiencing, whether it be music, TV, or movies, there's a part of us where it's, it's giving a notion. We're, we're having this feeling, and it can create a response in us. It can be a high. It can be a low. And art is designed to create that experience. Another type of idea is an impression, and media does this as well. And this is the stimulation of the senses. This is something that as you experience it, it, it affects you. And you know this to be true. What do you think of when you think of the music of Jaws? Right? Get out of the water because that donut thing is coming. Donut. And then he's here when it speeds up. But this is, this goes on in your head if you're like me in the ocean. If you hear that violin or cello, you get out of the water. It's, it's this emotional response that we have. It may not make sense, but we have this experience. And these experiences, while we may not have thought much about them, they actually can direct what we do, what we say, and what we believe to be true. And so we have to continually take these impressions, take these notions that we experience from the movies, from TV, and, and, and line them up uh, with the scriptures. Because movies tend to get to us at the heart level, the emotional responses that we have. Uh, when we don't think, when we turn our mind off and just want to experience it, we actually tend to root for the characters or for the plot or for the outcome that the directors, the producers, and the actors want us to root for. But that idea of is the message true, that fourth way of evaluating art, as we feel this and as this is happening to us, is it true? Can I really root for this outcome? Is this what God says? Now, what I don't recommend is being a party pooper in the movie theater and yelling this stuff out as it's going on. But there's a part where if you want, really want to be serious about deciphering the message, you have to be good at asking questions. You can entertain and you can enjoy the art, but you have to ask the questions. And the scriptures say that's what is guarding our heart. That's how we do that. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 in the ESV says, Keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. Other versions say, guard your heart above all else. There's this idea of keeping your heart with vigilance, guarding your heart, is, is like, the, like a sentinel that, that is in the castle, not allowing the enemy to proceed. And the, the, the thought comes and boom, blows it out, boom, blows it out. There's a thing where if the wrong thought or the wrong idea, we have to be guarding it like someone guarding this fortress. We cannot let it enter in without us thinking 
without us chewing on and asking the question so it lines up with what is actually true. But if you're like me, this is very difficult. I sent an email to some people asking, what, what are some movies where you found yourself sucked in, rooting for the wrong thing? And one of the movies came back, and, and I was like, oh, no, that can't be right. But Ocean's Eleven. I love bank robbers. Right? I, there was never a part in that movie, as I watched Ocean's Eleven, where I thought, security guard, get George Clooney. He's right there. No, it's, it's this funny, lighthearted criminals who are blowing up things. But it's, it's entertainment, and I root for them in the movie. I don't think, wow, they're destroying the property. Taxpayers are going to have to pay for that. No, I'm thinking, get him. That casino, he's out for you. you know. And, but it, it sucks you in. And it can be in a very entertaining way. Usually most movies about con men, the con men are usually the smartest. Which is interesting because that means they probably would con you as well. But in the movies you're like, well, you got him. Good job. He's stealing from people. But, you know, it's done so well, and you're, you're sucked in. This, this is very entertaining. But in real life, you realize, well, that, that really isn't true. And it happens, like uh, Randy mentioned, even in the theme of love and how love can sometimes trump everything else in the movies. Uh, there's a movie I saw years ago called Castaway. And this is one of those Christmas movies that we did as a family. And a Christmas movie is supposed to be like, you know, this family time together where you go and all is right with the world. And I watched Castle and I was like, wow, this is kind of depressing. Merry Christmas. But over the course of the movie, if you've never seen it, I'm going to ruin it for you. So I apologize. But Tom Hanks and Helen Hunt are uh, a couple. And he goes on a plane. It crashes. And he's on a desert island. And he's without any food, any water. And he has to learn to survive. And the one thing that's getting him through is his love for Helen Hunt. And so you're really sucked into this, this love and this power, this relationship that he has. And you see that it gets him through, and he, and he looks at it, and he loses the picture, and then he makes a ball, a volleyball, and calls it Wilson. But that's another point. But this relationship is, is what's getting him through. Well, what you find, he, he's rescued, he builds a raft, he gets back, and he's face-to-face with Helen Hunt. And what you realize is her life has moved on. Uh, she is married. Uh, she has kids. And there's a part of you where you're wondering, well, but like your love was meant to be because you survived and, you, you know, you're, you're really just struggling at this cross point. And I want to show a clip for you. It's, it's really dark. And so I, I'll just give you a brief summary. They make out a little bit. They hug. And then they're trying to decide what they're going to do with their future. So let's let's cue that up.
Chuck. You have to go home. In that moment, you're thinking, don't get out of the car. No, wait. Like, she should get out of the car. Uh, is that strobe light? I was just like, what is that? Um, I was, uh, we were doing a little media performance up here. Um, there we go. Uh, but there's this part where you're, you, you're not quite sure what to root for in that specific time. And when he says, uh, you, you have to go home, you're kind of like, oh. But then you're thinking of like the kids and the husband inside, maybe looking out the window. What is mom doing? You know, you don't think about them in that moment because the music, you know, the music's there and it's a moment. But her family's inside, maybe looking. And it's kind of weird. But where he says that, and, and actually there is some, some truth right there. He, he said, you have to go. But, you know, you, you've spent this whole time realizing and even something she said her friends said to let him go but she didn't believe you're like yeah it was her friend's fault you know even that you're like well that probably was a good idea but in the moment you're not sure what to think your emotions are going and merry christmas cast away that's how i felt and it's still you know that these movies do this to us but you have to learn to ask these questions to really decipher what the message is and you chew on it and you talk to those people you know, on date night, you know, you, you go and not during it, but afterwards, like, what'd you think? What? And you, you talk this through. And with your kids, it's very important to do the same with the shows that they watch, with the movies that they see, because you're teaching them how to evaluate in the same way. So that's one way you need to filter the, the truth, the message of the movie through the truth of the Bible. The second is to watch out for hollow truths. These are general generalities. Uh, Randy talked about there. This, this is a part of us where we are drawn to general truths, uh, such themes as believe and love, uh, courage. But general truths to themselves have a foregone conclusion that you have to be willing to ask, what happens if I take this general truth to its foregone conclusion? For instance, in many times the movies talk about belief. And in Christianity, believe is a very important step to take as well. But in Christianity, you believe not the power of belief, but it's who you believe in. That's the truth. It's belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the movies, it's usually the power of the person who believes. It will come true if you just believe. Doesn't that sound amazing? Well, yeah, cue the music. And you just, yeah, if I believe it will come true. Well, that, that has some truth to it. Belief is something that we have to take as our step, but it's who you believe in. And courage, you see this a lot in, in family movies or kid movies. There's this idea of courage. But does this courage run over other boundaries? Like is it kids having courage to really go against what their parents say or authority? And you have to be willing to ask these questions. And this message isn't designed to ruin every movie experience you'll ever have the rest of your life. But it really is to give you some tools so you know how to analyze. Uh, Proverbs 17.24 says, A discerning man keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. 
that really has the, the same idea of you can't turn your mind off to appreciate art. In fact, you can appreciate the more that you engage in it, the more that you see and really decide, is this true? That discerning is where we get the word, of course, discernment. And it's this idea of you look closely at, you gain skill and understanding. You have to learn how to analyze, learn how to understand. And this, this person sets their face that wisdom is always on the forefront. It's always what they look through. It's like the window they look through. Is this reality? Does this line up with truth? Not general truth or the appearance of good, but what is the movie actually saying? What is the theme? To its foregone conclusion, what is it saying about reality? Uh, Spurgeon uh, had a quote that has been helpful for me. And it says, discernment is not a matter of simply telling the difference between right and wrong. It is telling the difference between right and almost right. That's discernment. Between right and almost right. To gain this type of discernment only comes as we saturate ourselves with the word of God, with the truth of what the scriptures are, the truth of what the scriptures say. And we get into our hearts, we chew on it, we get to know it. So we know what reality is according to God. And then we can compare that to the different mediums that we experience. So Randy's going to come up and walk through some next steps uh, that you can walk through. Uh, Before he does that, there's a handout uh, as well in your program that's called How to uh, Uncover the Message of a Movie. And there's some practical steps in there that's in line with how to to ask these questions. So use that uh, as a resource uh, for you as you uh, go this week. I'd like to ask you, if you would, to um, take out the connection card and your program, and I'd like to walk through some next steps. That, that handout's very helpful, great questions. You can practice. The band's going to come up and get ready to lead us in song here as I wrap things up. Very helpful handout uh, for learning to decipher the message as well. But here's some suggested steps. If you would, take the time right now to complete finishing or complete filling out your connection card and letting us know if you'd like to take one of these steps. First step could be to memorize Psalm 19.7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Alex was talking about hollow truths and what, what the scriptures do as we allow them to soak into our minds and our hearts is they, they give us the substance to our faith. They give us the substance that allows us to discern the difference between right and almost right. Because it's crucial. The, the wrong notion, the wrong idea can take you in a wrong direction. And it starts out being just a little off, but boy, you go the miles of years and you're way off. Um, so that's, that's a, a verse that talks about how soaking in the scripture makes us wise. Second step could be to set a goal to read the Bible and apply it so many days a week. Set your goal, three days, five days. Getting in the Bible gives us a better understanding of who God is, his ways, and it it allows us to become insulated against the wrong notions and ideas if we allow it to soak in and, and protects us from heading in a wrong direction and make wise choices, as Psalm 19 says. Um, a third step could be to practice uncovering the message in a movie or TV show this week. Take the, uh, the handout, watch the movie, ask those questions, try to figure out the message statement. Almost every movie has a moment 
which is a message statement. In Legally Bond, I hate to say that I watched that movie. I apologize to anybody who might question my masculinity over that. But at the end of that movie, her speech is the message statement of the whole movie. There's almost always a, a moment like that in a movie that lays out what the screenwriter was trying to communicate. So practice understanding that. Ask those questions to decipher. And then finally, you may want to invite a friend to attend the rest of the series. It's going to be fun. And I, th I think it's going to be helpful as we look at these themes. If you're a first-time guest with us today, really glad you're here. We have a gift for you. It's a book called What on Earth Am I Here For? As you go through those double doors on the way out to the left, there's a table that's a little taller. And that book will be there, and I hope uh, you'll find that helpful. We're really glad you're here, glad everybody's here. Let's pray before we continue. Father, we thank you uh, for the truth we find in Scripture, how you guide us through it. And how it sets us free from things that will lead us in harmful directions. So, God, I, I ask that you'd give us the power to take the steps that you've laid on our hearts to take today. That we might glorify and honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.